2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. This is Coach Alan DeRuiter, and man, what an exciting semifinals weekend it has been. Uh, We always start off our show with a prayer. In the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Dear God, thanks for letting us have a chance to be on the air with some really, really stellar people. I pray that, um, and Thanksgiving for that, I pray that we'll be able to really just uh, continue to promote the sport so everybody in the state can grow to love soccer as much as we do. And I pray that everybody in the state be able to uh, um, get behind uh, all of the games that are coming up, and be able to just deal with the pain of losing, and be gracious with the people who have won, and for the winners to do the exact uh, uh, thing: be gracious with their wins and uh, and to not laud it over the teams that they've played. Christ, then we pray, Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Without each other, we we don't we don't we don't have a chance to compete, and we need each other to compete. Look, y'all, I'm excited. On this show, we're going to be talking to Northlake uh, uh, Christians head coach Nick Chetta. We're going to be talking to Daniel Underwood, to Chris Mitchell, all right, and uh, and Trey Woodham. So, and Matt Jacquet. So, man, we got a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, show to go. So, look, we're gonna we're gonna pause to pay our bills. Uh, you can advertise. Here, just like you can advertise on Facebook Live, you uh, and by the way, Facebook Live will be tonight at ten o'clock or Monday night at ten o'clock, and you could hear my analysis of all these semifinal games. This show is going to be about interviewing some of the coaches who have made it to the finals. Not all of them; there's too many sixteen. As a matter of fact, we're going to interview uh, five of them for you right here tonight on Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. We'll see you after the break. Hello, this is Coach Alan DeRitter, and I want to invite all of you to take a closer look at De La Salle High School in New Orleans. De La Salle is a dynamic, inclusive community committed to academic excellence by evidence with our classrooms of the future. And, of course, our commitment to athletics is second to none. Come take a look at DeLaSalleNOLA.com and schedule your a day today. That's DeLaSalleNOLA.com. and welcome to our show coach Chetta.
3: hey how are you doing
2: very good again we, yeah we're with coach nick Chetta from uh, north lake christian and coach i just want to ask you point blank as a co- coach to coach for all the coaches listening out there how did you pull that off last night <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah
4: we had a plan and you know it's uh, every coach goes into a game plan a game with a game plan and it's you know we always think we're right and um you know, last year we played him in the state championship, and I had a I had a game plan, and my players I don't think not necessarily bought into the idea. Uh, where this year I've talked to anybody I've talked to, um, I've said that this year's team is a close knit bunch, and we don't really have you know the the premier player, but we, we have a bunch of core players that work real hard, and we had a a system that we wanted to play, and the 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 players bought into it, and you know they um. There's no such thing as a perfect game, but they um, they, they played their hearts out and um, they really deserve the match. Um, and as a coach, you know, I'm very proud of them because, um, you know, when they when they do what they're supposed to as coaches, it makes you look good. And um, these these boys, they, they deserve all the credit because, I mean, they played a full 80 minutes with probably one of the best teams ever assembled and were able to get a, a pretty special result. And, uh, you know, we're just looking forward to honoring ESA and um, the state championship and hopefully getting past Newman so that, you know, they they know that, you know, that war that we played yesterday was, you know, toe to toe and that, you know, they ended up losing to the eventual state champ.
2: Well, Coach, if anybody could do it, you can. I got a picture of you in my in my classroom. You know uh, that my kids no, look at. I know that. <laughs> you know, guys that don't know, you, he's uh, uh, a Dallas-style legendary player, and uh, now he's on the North Shore, though. And uh, and man, you've got so much experience. This, uh, how does this victory rank with all the victories that you had, including state championship? I'm,
4: I'm gonna be honest. It hasn't it hasn't even sunk in yet because. You know, I'm a dad now and my daughter uh, all week and we we were in Lafayette for uh, the Hub City tournament and um you know I I like honestly it it I, I've told people this is probably one of the most special games to be a part of as a coach or a player that I've ever been a part in. Um and you know, I, I rank it up there, you know, with the two state championships. Um because it, it was it was something that was you know, most people say couldn't be done. And, uh, the fact that, you know, the guys fought so hard and got the result, and on their field, uh, you know, with elements of traveling and everything like that is just, just a special, special situation. And, um, you know, I, I'd have to say it's, it's really up there with those state championship uh, teams and hopefully it will continue to where they, they'll, they'll join that list.
2: Well, look, um, uh, you didn't answer my question. Of course, I'm gonna have to buy you a cup of coffee at a cafe or something, and, and, and yeah. figure out what your game plan was. But I know you can't expose that, especially with the state finals coming up. But what makes ESA <laughs> so hard to beat? They're just good. They're good. They're good. They're, they're
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know, the truth is, from top to bottom, uh, you know, the top is their coach uh, JB's. You know, I, I talk about him. He is. You know, I'd like to be considered one of the top coaches I think he is the top coach I think he's very intelligent he's very calm something that I wish I could be um, a little more animated than most uh, he's very calm collective and he's just got a high IQ for the game um, and he's good for the game and he's good for Louisiana soccer especially and then he goes to his players he's done very well with them um, you know they're very technical they keep that ball moving and you know of course they have the, the kid up top parish and he's just you know he's what we lack uh, as a state and you yeah. know in our country he's a goal scorer like he, he just natural he has the ability to score and, and it is it's natural and um he's he's just a phenom and you know as a coach like you get excited to see players like that and it was exciting to have a game plan to see if it could work and the truth is is you can't man mark him you can try to box him in he's gonna break you down eventually and Got to have coverage, and, and the truth is, your keeper's gonna have to make some saves. And, you know, I I am very blessed to say that, you know, he he did get past our guys, and our keeper came up big three or three or four times, and even his first penalty kick, uh, my keeper saved it, and it, it rebounded to him, and he buried it like he would. But, you know, ESA is just a phenomenal, phenomenal team, and um, they got a great midfield. They got a young guy; uh, I think he's like thirteen years old. I mean. He's small, but he's super technical. I mean, their their future is bright as well. Um, and so that's just it's just a really good team. They're just a really good team, and um, we know we were very fortunate to to play our, our, our top game against them to get that result.
2: Okay, not too much has been t- talked about on the on the uh, net so far, but y'all are road warriors. I mean, you had to go beat Episcopal to Episcopal, Episcopal, how hard was that?
4: It was difficult. They they play like a, I think their fields like fifty five yards wide. Wow. Um, every free kick throw ins dangerous. And um, yeah, there was. And I mean, no one's really going to talk about our schedule either. But um, this year, I, I, I really did a brutal schedule. Um, I played Vanderbilt, Holy Cross, Lakeshore, Newman, um, Menard on the road. Um, I played Dunham on their field. And their fields, you know challenging and they, they're a good side too as they showed this year taking Newman to a pretty close game um you know we, we are we are battle tested um and that was the goal um uh, because I didn't know how strong we we're gonna be you never really know what you are until as the season progresses but I felt that if we could catch fire uh, and we we're battle tested that it didn't matter if we had to travel or not and yep we we we've traveled a few times and um you know we we've been blessed to get results. And, you know, Saturday we were looking forward to traveling again to Lafayette to um, try to get another result against a very good Newman side.
2: By the way, that's a blessing. Y'all get the whole week. Some of these teams have to play on Wednesday. and uh, Oh, yeah. So it's going True. to give you some time. And now if y'all played Newman before, who do you think has the advantage? You or they or neither? Playing in Lafayette. You know,
4: it's, it's two different teams right now. You know, we played earlier in January. And it was right after the Christmas break. Um, no, I, I definitely know that we're a better team than we were back then, and I imagine they are too because they they've had some good results to get them to the finals. Uh, it, it's it's going to be a good game. They're a very good team, and and we have to show up the way we did uh, last night and the night before uh, the other night against Episcopal Baton Rouge. So if you don't show up, you you don't have much of a chance. And so, one thing about this group that I have is that they're going to show up and. They're gonna make it challenging for Newman, and Newman's gonna show up. And you know, um, Taraj is a very good coach, and he'll have them ready. It's gonna be exciting. Uh, The width of the field could be an advantage for both of us, because it's a wide field. Right. Um, the natural grass is—it's both. Both of us don't have a natural grass field, so that's gonna be a change. But you know, as you know, probably with Newman and myself, we've traveled a bit on natural grass fields, so it's not gonna be scary. Um, we've been to Lafayette for a state final. Now, it didn't go our way last year, but you know we're, we've been under pressure in big situations. So we have that experience, so that could be an advantage. But I think Taraj is a terrific coach as well, and I, he'll have it prepared. So we, we have to play extremely well to have a shot.
2: I noticed last year too. Your fans, their prayer warriors, they were praying intently before the state final game, and that really got my attention. I was very impressed with that. So hopefully, yeah, be we wouldn't hard. be
4: here without Jesus and, and God. We wouldn't be here in our school. You know, that's that's you know obviously we're a Christian school, and you know we know that God is over us always, and He's got His hand on us. And you know we pray before the game with our families. Uh, we pray after the game with our families. Uh, and like we have to stay humble, and we have to keep working, and we have to see God's plan out. And um, you know, it's not it's not pretend. It's it, it is what it is. It's like we we believe in God, and we pray to Him, and and we thank Him even when we lose. And last year was difficult, but we thanked Him for giving us an opportunity, and uh, making a name for our school, and we want to always represent Him in our school well. And and we continue that, and we will continue that forever. Um, and that's just what we believe in. And I know some people might frown upon it, but the truth is is it's not about them, it's about us and it's about our, our relationship with Christ. And hopefully we can reach out to some people that maybe aren't so sure of their relationship and help and guide them into a closer relationship with him. So that's m- um, you know that's very big for our team and our program.
2: That's music to my ears. Now uh what, what uh what have I not asked you that you would like to tell everybody? <laughs> any par- any parting words in other words, okay?
4: Yeah, the parting words is that a lot of people, you know, doubted us and that it's, it's okay. Um, but the fact is, it's like, that's why soccer is the most beautiful game. And, you know, you don't have to be the biggest, you don't have to be the fastest. And it, the truth is, if you play a team game and you play all for each other and, and you're, you're, you're selfless and you're humble and you work, you know, you might not necessarily always win the games, but you're always going to grow. And, and and that's what I strive for in my program. It's not always about winning championships, and and we've been blessed to be there a few times. But it's about growth. And 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 the thing is, this team has grown so much. They, it's scary from day one to now where they are. And it's just a blessing. And you know, I just want them to know how proud I am of them, of their growth as a program uh, this year. And uh, it doesn't matter what anybody on the outside thinks. It's what we think as a family inside. And. Uh, we're going to bring our game on Saturday.
2: Amen, brother. Well, Coach, I wish you all the luck. I'll be out there Saturday watching you. And uh, and still, congratulations on a great season thus far. And I hope you guys can stay focused uh, and that uh, the state championship is everything all of us could ever want for.
4: Well, I appreciate you having me. And we'll, we will try to do our best to, to perform well on Saturday. So thank you so much.
2: All right. God bless you. And thank you again for being God on the show.
4: Thank you. All righty.
2: Bye. Bye-bye. All right, that was Northlake Christians head coach, Nick Chetta. And when we come back, uh, we're going to be talking to Matt Jockey, the head coach, used to be the head coach of the team that Nick's going to be playing against. Uh, But now he's the head coach of St. Scholastica, who is a train on a mission. Okay, uh, when we come back on Monday Night Football, we'll see you after the break.
0: You can advertise your business for as little as $50. Contact us to see our rates and get your business in front of the Gulf Coast soccer community. Follow us on Twitter at MNFUTBOL, as well as Facebook, or call us at 504-577-3131. 504-577-3131.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Monday Night Football. Now we're uh, blessed to have on the radio on us for, with us tonight, St. Scholastica's head coach, Matt Jacquet. Coach, welcome to the show, and congratulations on your great win last night. How does it feel?
5: Thanks, Coach. Thanks for having me. feels great. Uh, just looking forward to the next one.
2: Okay. Uh, it looks like y'all have kind of been in cruise control for the last three games. Okay. Uh, what makes your team so strong?
5: Uh, a lot of experience. We have a lot of players that played in the final last year that won it. Uh, had a lot of returning players, so just you know, experience at, at, at this level and in this time of the year is is key. It's crucial.
2: Well, Mandeville uh, did put a goal on you. What, what was Mandeville's strengths?
5: Um, they've got a, they they've got their their group is very good. Uh, they've got some really quality attacking players. Offensively, they were very strong. Um. They've got some players that that give you can give you some trouble in the back if you're not if you're not organized defensively.
2: Okay, how do you like your chances in the finals now, going against a, a district opponent again?
5: Yeah, we played North Shore now. This will be our third time. Uh, very strong op- opponents. We know each other very well. Have a lot of respect for for their their program and what they've done. And um, it should be a great match. Uh, and like I said, just looking forward to it and hoping that the our players uh, come out uh, and ready for it.
2: all right well you've no you're no stranger to success. you've got three state titles. did I get that right? What
5: was
2: that you got three state titles you got three state titles with the boys. Did I get that right at Newman? that's correct okay yeah, that's correct. okay, and now you're with the girls. What's the difference between the two? Are we able to be excellent right out the gates with this group of girls Because there is a transition
5: well, yeah, there's definitely a transition you know I think we talked once. Once I got hired on, yes. I kind of figured there would be some ups and downs, and there were, um, you know, them trying to learn me and understand what I was looking for, and then also because I was new to the situation, and you know, I had never seen any of these players play, so it was also a big learning gap for me just to kind of learn everybody's, uh, just learn everything about them, the players. Um, but I think as as time has gone along here, we've we've both kind of figured each other out and all have kind of, um, you know, pushed in the right direction. You know. The difference, boys, girls, yeah, there's some differences. And you know, just trying to figure out what motivates them and what maybe with as far as their play, you know, what works maybe during training sessions, what works a little bit better than maybe was with the boys, but I think uh I think now going as many months as we've gone now, I think uh at least I hope that things obviously are going in the right direction.
2: I'm curious, on your first practice, did any girl throw up?
5: <laughs> and uh, no, I did not. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> Those of you who don't know, um, this guy it.
2: is a tough coach, you know? All right. So yeah, you're able to be, be really tough with the girls too, huh?
5: Yeah, I mean, I think there's certain things that you've got to adjust to, you know, I mean, with, with boys and girls. I mean, there's some things that uh, you've got to know what you can and can't do as far as, you know, fitness and all that stuff, you know. Um, but I think, yeah, you can uh, you, you can make it work. Uh, it's just you as a coach has to adjust whether it's, you know, whether it's how long you go or what to do and all those sorts of things and just understanding um, you know how fit they come in and, and all that good stuff. But yeah, like I said, um, I think over time, yeah, you can, you can make it work.
2: Okay, and uh, tactically-wise, was there much of a change you had to make? I'm curious.
5: Um, I mean, yes and no. I mean, yes in the sense that You know the game is much different from the boys, so it's you know I'm always you know coming from the boys' game. Obviously, um, the game is a little bit faster, so I felt like my, you know, I always feel like my eyes looking at the girls' game. I feel like I could read the game fairly good, in which I I think I was able to. Um, But like no tactically, I think for the most part you're still trying to set up your team the same way. You're still trying to obviously depending on what type of players you have um, and what what um, and and what's you know what's available to you. You know, you you set up how you would any other any other situation?
2: Okay, coach. On the team of, team of superstars, uh, who stands out for you guys, girls? Excuse me.
5: <laughs> uh yeah, we got we got we've got quite a few players. I mean, um, I mean, obviously, you know, um, you have Sydney Vincent, who was the Gatorade Player of the Year last year. Um, you have seniors. You have busy busy comeback that's in our goal that uh, has just done an outstanding job. She's been starting as an eighth grader. Um, wow! We've got another captain by the name of Peyton Sherman. That that's kind of our holding midfielder that kind of controls things for us in the middle of the floor. So we've got we've got some we've we got some great leaders, great older players, and then we've got some really good younger players like Kelly Waterhouse. who's a sophomore. She plays up front. Gets a lot of goals in the assists for us. Um, you know, just we've just got uh, we've got good players all around.
2: Excellent. Well, any, uh, you're a man, a few words. So any, any final words that we didn't, would you like to say to the uh, St. Scholastica nation?
5: Well, I mean, just, you know, you you know, we're looking forward to this week of training. We're looking forward to the week of, uh, you know, of of the state championship run. And and hopefully once we, we get up there that, you know, things, things are, the girls are performing like that, that we know that we can and we get out there and we get a, a good result.
2: Now, uh, the, f- the field, at, one, one last question, at ULL, is uh, w- that played to your advantage, or, or were you going to have to
5: adjust? Well, you know, our, our home field has been kind of an issue. Uh, you know, we have grass out there, probably in the same size as what ULL is, but the fact that we've had so much weather, our, our rain, our field has really taken a beating, and it doesn't really do a good job of training. So we've had to do a lot of our, a lot of our practices and or games that have been on turf. Um, so, I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, you know, I know that North Shore has their field is on grass, but I know that they've moved a bunch of their games because of the weather on turf. So whether it's an advantage, disadvantage to either of us, I, I mean, I really don't know, but, you know, we'll get out there and train. We'll get on some grass this week and, and, and see and, you know, just see where, where it takes us. All
2: right. Well, thanks coach for being on the show and I'm looking forward to seeing you in action and, uh, congratulations again on a great year so far.
5: All right, thanks, Coach. Thank you. God bless you. All,
2: All right, right. bye bye. All right, like I said, he's a man. He's a man of few words, uh, but very wise words, Coach Matt Jacquet, Um And uh, and we, I'm, personally, uh, he played for me way back in the day, and uh, it's it's just going to be quite a privilege to be able to see him coaching a state championship level. Okay, um, now we're going to take another little break, and when we come back, Okay, uh, we're going to try to talk to Brian Burtman, uh, the coach that's going to be on the other side of the sidelines uh, against them, uh, I like to say with them, uh, but uh, at the head coach of North Shore High School who's had a great, great season, and now he's got to face St. Scholastica as the reward. We'll see you when we come back on Monday Night Football.
0: It's no ordinary sports show. Candid conversation. We've got it all. Must
1: have guests. Significant Louisiana sports figures. Serious knowledge. Post-game breakdowns, trivia, historical flashbacks, and my editorials. That'll make even the most diehard sports fans go wow from the one guy who's always in the zone. It's what happens when you've been around Louisiana sports this long.
4: The WGNO Sports Zone Wednesdays at ten fifteen.
2: All right, everybody, welcome back to our show on Crescent City Sports. Uh, we're now here with uh, with uh, Saint Scholastica's uh, uh, opponent, uh, North Shore Girls Coach Brian Burtman. Uh, welcome to the show, Coach.
1: Hey, I'm glad to be here.
2: All right, well, tell us how you got there. It was a remarkable trip that y'all came as an eight seed and, and went all the way to the state finals.
1: Well, yeah, um, yeah. a couple results early in the year. It may, may have changed that, obviously, but, you know, it is what it is. That's where we fell at eight. So we had to travel, and, uh, yeah, it's been a long road.
2: <laughs> okay, well, uh, what, made it, what made your semifinal game so special?
1: Um, well, I mean, it was a semifinal game. You know, the girls were there last year. A um, little, little different attitude, I think. A little different um, outlook on things this year, you know, moving into that game. Um, but we knew Acadiana, you know, was going to be a tough team. So, uh, you know, we just approached it, you know, that, you know, it is what it is. You win, you stay. You you know, you lose, you're gone.
2: Right. Well, y'all look really, really scrappy. And uh, uh, to go to Shreveport and beat Bird 3-2 to two and then have to turn right back around and go to Lafayette to, uh, to beat Acadiana by one goal, um, that had to be very, very difficult. What, what was the most difficult thing about that?
1: Yeah, the bird trip was, was rough. You know, you, you know, the, the travel is, you know, it's pretty taxing, you know, um, you, you've got to make sure that you do things on the way there, you know, stopping and, you know, getting the the bus out of the legs as much as you can and, and all that. But, uh, I, I think the girls, you know, did a really good job of handling all that. There's a lot that goes into that long trip. So, uh, I was pretty proud of that. This, you know, the two seniors that we do have, they really stepped up. The captains really stepped up and uh they approached it like they were going to work. It was a business trip. That's how they approached it.
2: Yeah, because uh, uh, a lot of coaches don't know that, and that's why they really uh, wash out um, when they have to travel far. Because it, you, j- you can't just get on a bus and go for four hours, and no. uh, and and your team also has to be well led. Because if they're out watch playing Fortnite till two in the morning, <laughs> 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 yes, they'll never get anything done. Well, how do you like your chances against St. Scholastica now on the on your third attempt to play them?
1: Um, I, I like our chances. I like where our, our team's at right now. You know, a lot of times you. You know, you, you tend to to look too much at the other team and dissect and, and film, which you know, you know, we've played them twice already. But you sometimes you tend to focus on the other team that the opponent. You know, yes, more times than not, you need you need to focus on yourself. You know, you need to try to dictate the play. You need to try to do things you know in your game to to impact them. If you focus too much on them, then they're pretty much controlling the match before you ever or before you ever start.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I tell you what, uh, uh, my experience has been uh, that when you play a team a third time, uh, usually the team that has had the short end of the stick has has a slight advantage if they can really take advantage of it early. So, how do you like your your chances to play them now at a neutral site that's on grass?
1: Um, you know, grass turf, you know, it really hasn't bothered. You know, we're we're kind of good at both. I mean, we've been rained out so much at North Shore this year that. I mean, we've abused Lakeshore, you know, thank thank God for Wes and, and Andrew Knock for letting us go over there. We, we've played a lot of turf soccer, so I like I like the wide field. That's what I like. I mean, you know, a lot of people want to, you know, play on narrow fields and it gives you an advantage, you know, and all that. But, I, you know, if you have a quality team and you move the ball well and you're moving off the ball well, then you need space. And, and I, so I, I like the wide field. I, I don't really care if it's turf or grass. I think we're both good on both, so. I, I like the width. I like the space.
2: Well, what made Acadiana such a tough out for
1: y'all? Wow, it was that was that's an interesting story. I uh, okay. All the way there, I was, <laughs> you know, all the way there, I was worried about rain. Yeah, but then I yeah. got there and I started throwing cones down, and it was windy. I mean, it was very windy, and that was a, a big part of that game. You know, wanted to win the toss, try to get the win in the first half. That didn't happen um, for whatever reason. You know elements affect players and we decided to play long ball which we have not done all year and it, you know it didn't work too well uh you know so they they went up on us we we adjusted we figured some things out at halftime and we were able to go back to what we're good at and uh, it ended up working out well the girls did a tremendous job of fighting through that that was a that was a, a thing that they had to to get past you know another hurdle another learning experience another way to be stronger another way to move forward and they did a great job of of doing that
2: Wow, so um so so you're playing long ball against the wind. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, exactly. I, wow. I, yeah, you
1: know and as a coach, you know, this you sit on the sidelines and you're like I don't even know who this team is. What, what are they why are they doing this? I don't know if it was an element that didn't you know, impacted them in a very bad way. So uh, we made adjustments and they understood it and having the win, but it was, a, I'm talking a good win, 10, 15 miles an hour steady. It was, it was, you know, it did affect the game.
2: Yeah, it is have, it's definitely significant, you know, and, oh, yeah. uh, and uh, your goalie uh, must've had a pretty rough day too, you know, cause I found that that play, it plays tricks on the goalie's mind, you know, as the ball's getting pushed around. So how's
1: she, wow. how good a job did she do? she did a great job at it you know we had a little bit of a defensive breakdown that that let them get behind us that's that you know when they scored um but then she came right back not long after and made a tremendous one-v-one save and uh and kept us in that game honestly in the first half uh what gave us the ability to go into halftime just one down she was that was a tremendous save that was the biggest save in in the whole season in my opinion it was outstanding so you yeah, guys she adjusted well the second half she was uh you know, we discussed about our distribution a little bit in that win, with that wind, and, and she did a great job. She was a very, a big anchor for us in that game.
2: Very good. Very good. Well, any parting words to uh, the North Shore Nation? Any thing you would have to say about uh, how you got there or any kind of comments about your players, your best players and, and whatnot?
1: Um, not so much. I'm, you know, I'm one of those guys. It's not about me. It's about them. They've done a tremendous job. You know, the goal was to play the best soccer by the time we hit the playoffs and then try to you know, up it a little bit every game after that. They've done that. Um, it's It's been a tremendous run, but it's not over yet. You know, one of the goals somebody had at the beginning of the season was, you know, get to the finals. You know, I question that. Let's not just get there. You know, let's try to compete and let's try to win it all. So it's been fun, but it's not over yet. We got one more game. As I a quality opponent. I respect them. I know those players. Matt's a great coach. You know, it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be fun.
2: Hey, just curious, how many of your players play for Slido Youth Soccer?
1: Uh, if you ask me for a number, I'd have to take a minute and look. What percentage? Um, there's, there's, there's quite a few. There's quite a okay. few. I'll put it to you this way: we have five players that I know off the top of my head right now that do not play in Slido. Um, okay. Poss- possibly six. Uh, the rest of them, the rest of them are Slido players. Absolutely.
2: Okay, okay. So, uh, so Coach, look, it's going to be an exciting game, and, and you all uh, y'all have Friday night to yourself. How many of your girls are going to play in the All-Star game after?
1: Uh, we only have two seniors. We got Brit, uh, Brittany and uh, Katie Grubbs, Brittany Bertram and Katie Grubbs. Um, Katie, she tore her ACL in the Mount Carmel game in, oh. the, first, in, the, in the second round of the playoffs. So she's uh, on her, you know, she's going down the road. We're, we're coaching her and helping her and supporting her right now. Um, Britt is, she's going to play, she's not going to play in the all-star game Saturday morning, but she will be there. Um, you know, she's grateful for the opportunity and and glad she was selected and all that, but she's going to not play in the game, but we have two, so Brittany and, and, uh, Katie.
2: Oh, I thought it was going to be played after like the boys was. So it's going to be in the morning on Friday, Friday morning.
1: No, it's actually going to be played Saturday morning.
2: Oh, Saturday morning after the games. Okay. Now I understand. All right. What time is that game for? Do you know?
1: Um, I believe it's eight. Don't hold me to
2: it, though. Okay, okay. Well, it looks like I'm about to get up out of bed early. But coach, <laughs> I, it's gonna be it's gonna be worth it because I know we're gonna be entertained tomorrow night. We have two nor- North North uh, or Saint Tammany. Parish um, teams in the finals for the second year in a row, and uh, it it ought to really breed to for some surprises because y'all have to throw in a curveball or two because y'all know each other so well. Or, or does that really concern you? Do you go at them with the same stuff that you went at them with before, or um? And then you don't know the weather, and uh, you don't know what the yeah. weather's going to be on Friday too, huh?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Been looking at the weather already. It's supposed to rain. I know the field's a great field. It's probably sand based, and it's not going to be an issue. But you know, as far as going against SSA, I mean, look at SSA. You know. Yeah, yeah. They they are who they are. You know, there's a lot of weapons, you know, there's a lot of things to deal with. Um, Like I said, sometimes you have to look at those things, you know, and and put them all, you know, down on paper, everybody on the same page as far as those things. But then you got to look at yourself and say, okay, what do we need to do? You know, and you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, we'll be working on that all, all week and try to get prepared for them and uh, see what we can do.
2: Well, coach Bartman, I appreciate you coming on the show and I wish you nothing but the best. Hey, enjoy every minute of the state finals. You're talking to one coach who wishes he was there. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate the time. All right. God bless you. All right. right, You too. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. That was Coach Brian Burtman from North Shore High School. And uh, uh, what a conversation that is and uh, what a game that's going to be. Uh, uh, with uh, with North Shore in Saint Scholastica. Now, uh, our next interview is going to be now with we're going to switch uh, divisions and go talk to Philip Amity. Uh, Philip is the head coach at Vanderbilt, a very experienced coach and one of my favorite people in the soccer world. On Monday Night Football, we'll come back after the break and uh, talk to him. Hello, this is Coach Alan DeRitter, and I want to invite all of you to take a closer look at De La Salle High School in New Orleans. De La Salle is a dynamic, inclusive community committed to academic excellence by evidence with our classrooms of the future, and of course, our commitment to athletics is second to none. Come take a look at De La and schedule your spend a day today. That's De La Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Monday Night Football. Now we're uh, blessed to have Coach Philip Amity, a coach who's definitely no stranger to success in girls soccer. Welcome back to the show, Coach.
6: Thanks for having me, Coach.
2: Well, look, I tell you what, uh, uh, I know that y'all were supposed to get to the finals, but uh, tell me about that last game against St. Louis. Was it as tough as you thought it was going to be?
6: Oh, yes, sir. Uh, you know, we had, we had played them early, but... Uh... We knew they'd be much improved and and, uh, really prepared for us this go round, And so they came out and, um, you know, the the adrenaline's gone in the playoffs. And they came out, played really hard, almost scored a goal early, had us on our heels. Uh, We kind of caught our breath and then came back. But, you know, they're a very well-coached, disciplined team.
2: I tell you what; those people at St. Louis are going to hate the V word <laughs> because it seems like uh they they both uh, ran into y'all as a roadblock. Vanderbilt had a, just a great year in soccer this year. Um, what do you what was just what, what stood out for you with the girls' team this year? Like, why were you able to get hungry again and become the number one seed?
6: Well, you know, coach. To be honest with you, it's, we develop a program there, and it's kind of an expectation that. So you know, we our trophy. Our goal is to win the last game that we play, okay. and uh, you know these girls step up, and, and the biggest difference this year, because quite honestly, I did not really expect to get this far because we're we're young. I have three seniors, only one of which starts. I start two freshmen and four sophomores. Wow! So um, yeah, and the girls. I mean, my young girls just just gelled. Um, the switch came on, you know, but midway through the season, and uh, the team chemistry um, got right, and these girls really just started to play really well together.
2: Who are your outstanding players?
6: Well, you know, we've got, we got quite a few of them, actually, because we don't really have a, a stud, per se. We have a lot of good players, um, but, you know, up top, we have my sophomore, Lauren Andre. She's our leading scorer. She'll have, I didn't tally it up yet, but in the neighborhood of 40 goals. Wow. Um, got two tough midfielders, uh, Lily Mazur, and uh, she's, she's a freshman. And then um, Anna Dosky, um, girls who are new really to play in that particular position. Um, defensively, I mean, it'd be hard for me to name one of my four girls on the back line, uh, to be honest with you. My two center backs are good. I have uh, one of my fullbacks is a converted forward, and she's just been playing lights out. So, and my keeper, I I was a good keeper too. So it's really hard to kind of select them because at points in time in the year, they've all really stepped up.
2: All right. Uh, do you still have the hunger since you've been around so long?
6: Oh, yeah, coach. I ain't losing in checkers, man. (laughs) 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 I'm, I'm still fired up. Yeah. Being, you know, being a little older now, I don't have like the juice I used to have, but, uh. I'm going to tell you, I still, I still get fired up and, you know, it comes playoff time, although I'm not putting the uni on, man, that adrenaline is still pumping still and it's excited to see the girls get fired up. So, yeah, I, I don't like to lose and my girls don't either. So we're, we're a pretty good pair.
2: Fantastic. Well, going to Lafayette at ULL, what a wonderful stadium that is. Um, how will that be an advantage or will it be a disadvantage for you?
6: Well, it's, uh, you know, it'll be a lot uh, a bigger field to play on. Um, offensively, it'll benefit us because uh, we can use the space really well, and defensively, we have more space to cover. So, you know, you have your pluses and your minuses um, with playing on the field, but the pitch is really going to be nice. Uh, you know, we'll get some good rolls and won't be getting any nasty hops. I'm, I'm excited about going play on it, man. It's a great venue.
2: How do you all match up with Turling's?
6: Um, well, we're, we're very similar type teams. Um, you know, uh, nothing that's going to blow you out the water when we play. Just, um, some good fundamental basic soccer and, and execution. But I like, I like my chances. I think, uh, I think we may have a few better athletes, which, uh, we're going to try to match up and take advantage of that.
2: Does last year's run ever come up uh, with the girls this year? Being that y'all are so young.
6: No, we really, uh, we really, really haven't talked about that. To be totally honest with you, we okay. we did play University High early in the year in the tournament. Um, we kind of got a little payback there, but um, these girls here, I don't harp much on the past coach. We're looking to the next game and and making sure we're prepared to play the next game.
2: That's good to hear. That's probably why you are successful, you know, because you can brood and it can fester for a while, you know. So. uh, Oh,
6: yes, sir. And it does. You can't get the bitter taste out of your mouth until you start the next season. I mean, it it lingers with you. And uh, the only way to get it really out of your mouth is to go get it done this time
2: yeah yeah I, I was on the earlier show. Uh, I must have doubled over in my bed for about thirty six hours after you lose you know it's it's tough I mean really, they're gonna be eight coaches who are gonna be smiling low, but uh all the rest of us, man, it was a hard way to lose you know hard way to end the year losing the last game of the year, you know
6: yes sir I kind of go into hibernation for a few days after and you know, I say that all the time. The state championship, one of the, the most unfortunate situations is somebody comes out second. Yeah. And um, most of the time, there's nothing you can really tell your girls. I know mine in particular. They ain't they not going out there to come out second. They ain't not going out there to say they played in the state championship. They want to go win it. And, um, you know, it just is such a tough feeling for the young ladies and especially even PKs and the – Young lady who misses the PKs, and then you keep. I mean, those poor little young ladies are miserable for quite some time.
2: Right, and uh, uh, I tell you what, though, y'all really rebounded strong, strong, strong. What was the key for y'all being the number one seed this year? Like, uh, like, uh, did, did you did you have peaks and valleys, or were you, did you start off strong and stayed strong?
6: No, sir. We we started off uh, not being able to score goals. Um, we wow. lost in the last two years. We had Molly Thompson, who's at LSU, and, um, uh, Sean Pine, who went to UL. And between them, they were scoring 70, 80 goals between the two. So you're not going to just find that many goals. So we struggled to find a goal scorer. Um, but again, the younger ladies start to step up. We kind of hit a good, um, stream during the mid We, I think we won a 10, 11 game win streak. And we got a bus kicked by at Scholastica. And uh, then they rallied up again and we've been playing some good soccer since that loss to Scholastica.
2: So are you one of the coaches that agrees that with me that uh, playing a hard schedule is better than being um uh, pl- playing a schedule that is more favorable for wins so it could help your power ranking? Oh, uh,
6: dude. I mean you just go look at our schedule over the years and the majority of my teams are gonna be division one teams. Um, I'm going to say 40% of my schedule is people who played in the state championship last year or are playing in the state championship this year. I mean, we played Scholastica. We played Narcho. We played Loyola, St. Thomas more. Um, You know, we just play a tough schedule. And to be honest with you, I'm not the mathematician, so I don't sit down and, and figure it out. But over the years, playing the people that we played has worked out really well. So I just didn't go out and play the tough ones, and maybe not have a uh, you know a very fantastic win loss record. But we'll definitely be prepared for the playoffs.
2: Me too. You know, you know, and I accidentally uh, benefited this year from playing a tough schedule because you still get points for playing these tougher teams, you know, as they went on. And so I don't know what why there's such an aversion to to not like to make your schedule as hard as you can make it, you know. Uh, but I, there is. I,
6: I agree, and you know, and. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful in any way to anybody, but I try to schedule games and, and people don't want to play. Oh, we'd rather not play. Why not? you get more points, power points, playing and, and losing to a quality team than you get playing some of your teams in district. I mean, we get to district, we start to fall off. So we have to stick some Mount Carmel-type games in there at the end of the year.
2: Yeah, yeah, we agree on a lot of things, Coach, and it's going to be nice to see y'all playing in Lafayette. Uh, uh, Really, Wednesday night, that's a quick turnaround. Is that going to affect y'all any?
6: No, sir, I I think we'll be fine. Uh, We played uh, um, two tournaments and back-to-back weeks on two occasions. Uh, We played three games um, during the week already, especially like, so we get to district, I schedule some games in there. So I think we'll be prepared. We came out healthy. Um, and uh, I, I think we'll just come out ready to play. I, I think it'll actually benefit us that we don't have to hang around too long waiting. Let's just a couple of practices and go get after it.
2: I understand what you're saying there, for sure. Well, Coach, thanks for being on the show, and again, I wish you all the best, and I'm forward to seeing you play on Wednesday night.
6: Well, thanks for having me, thanks for everything you do for the sport of soccer. It's really appreciated by a lot of people.
2: God bless you, too. Take care. All right. All, right. all right, Coach. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, that was one of our uh, legendary head coaches, Philip Amity, and uh, he's going to be putting you on the line. You could hear from his voice why he's so successful and uh, and very impressed with that. Okay, we'll take a little break. When we come back, we'll, we'll have some more for you on Monday Night Football. We'll be with you right after the break. Hello, everybody. I want to just remind all of you that our Monday Night Football Facebook Live broadcast is going to be at 10 o'clock tonight. If you notice, we've been talking to the coaches for our podcast, and uh, we'll be talking about the matchups on our Football Live show. So if you were coming here to see what we had to say about the matchups and the teams that are playing in the finals, uh, you need to really go to our Facebook Live broadcast. Of course, you never have to watch it live. You can watch it on our Facebook Live page. It's F-U-T-B-O-L. And, uh, and you could actually participate Tell us what you think Tell us what you want to hear uh, Take part in the community thread uh, tell, tell us uh, uh, really uh, why your team stands out And we'll try to tout everybody That's what we're here for I mean, the big, the big um, uh, Blue Blood teams get a lot of press But a lot of the other teams don't And really, we're trying to get statewide coverage of, of soccer In your local communities, you know Like if you live in Shreveport, you got an article on Loyola But really, if you live in New Orleans, you didn't hear very much about it Here's a place, one-stop shop, if you will, where you can hear about all of the games all over the state and uh, and and really just enjoy every minute of um, soccer. Look, and we are getting better as we speak, uh, and we are not shutting down after high school is over. We're going to highlight all the All-State teams and All-Star and All-State players, and we're also going to um, reach out to the clubs. We're going to cover club games, club matches that are significant, and uh, and really reach out also to the professional game as well. So we're just getting started with this fun Monday Night Football Facebook Live page, and I think we've got our uh, our radio show now after seven years pretty tight. If you want to be involved with uh, advertising, there's there's advertisement plans. For any budget, for any size business, uh, from ten dollars all the way up to three hundred. Okay, uh, depending on which, you, how much exposure you want. And remember, this is a target-rich audience of people who love soccer in Louisiana, and uh, in that demographic. Uh, Here, if you advertise on this show, you can see by the likes and by the views, you're going to get the soccer community in one bunch. So uh, consider maybe advertising with us. Again, go to our Monday Night Football page. That's F-U-T-B-O-L on Facebook, and you can see our rates in the middle of the page. Okay? Thanks very much, and God bless you and your family. Welcome back to Monday Night Football, everybody. Now we're uh, blessed to have Coach Daniel Underwood, uh, the head coach for St. Thomas Moore, Lady Cougars from Lafayette. Welcome to the show, Coach. Thanks for having me. Okay, uh, y'all have had a, a great run, and y'all ran into a team that a, that a lot of people thought might win the state championship, and you really just uh, took care of business against them. That's the Central Lafouche Lady Trojans. How did that game go? Uh, what were the keys to your success there?
3: Um, I mean, really, just the the focus of our girls. Uh, since we've been in the playoffs, uh, you know, the girls came out and they just executed on everything we've been really working on this entire season. So, you know, kudos to them and credit to uh credit to our players for for handling their business. You know.
2: Awesome. Look, uh, y'all didn't have just three straight road games. Having to go to Ben Franklin against a story team uh, program like that uh, had to be tough. I know it's tough. I have to play there often. Um, how were you able to pull off a 4 nothing victory uh, traveling that far during the week?
3: Oh, well, you know, once the, when the brackets came out, <clears throat> we kind of knew we, we might have the potential to have to go on the road. And uh, honestly, if, if we had to go anywhere, uh, I'm glad it was Ben Franklin. Uh, it's just, you know, New Orleans is an incredible soccer community. Uh, that's a school that that really encourages and supports their soccer program and their teams there. So to go there and experience that type of uh, environment, it was every bit a, a playoff atmosphere and environment and just, you know, really gave some good memories, I'm sure, not only for their players, but our players as well. Uh, and like you said, to be able to go in there and be tied at halftime and and come away with the four o road win. It was uh, it was a pretty, you know, memorable memorable experience, uh, and spectacular to uh, to just be a part of it, you know. Um,
2: How did y'all break through in that game?
3: Well, we, there were some things we were we were trying to do and uh, the girls were I think a little nervous to start the game. So thank goodness we got to halftime with uh, you know, with things even and just reminded the players of uh, things we've been doing all year to be successful, and they made the, the little adjustments that they needed to, and, you know, it always helps having a special uh, player such as Maddie Morrow on your squad. So uh, she's a handful to contain for a full, a full match. So I think I think she kind of wore on them as well as, uh, you know, just our players uh, continuing to do the things they've done all season and be successful.
2: Tell us a little bit more about Maddie.
3: Oh, I mean, Maddie's, you know, she's, I could I can sit here and talk to you about, you know, her talent and her effort and her, you know, her, the work she puts into, to being a good player. But I gotta be honest with you. She's even more uh, crucial for us as just a, a leader. The girls just love and adore her. She loves and adores her teammates she is the epitome of a team player um you know she gives credit to them and and they give credit to her so it's just it's just as a coach special to see a person like that who uh you know obviously has just bought into the culture of our program and really helped mentor and and build you know future generations of S.D.M. cougars to uh to kind of have the same mindset and approach so to have you know, one of your best players having an attitude like that. It's just, uh, it's incredible.
2: Awesome, Coach. Uh, What was the hardest thing about beating Central Lafourche?
3: Um, I just, their never-say-die attitude. Uh, We come out, we score (laughs) early, and give, it you know, kudos to them, their program, and they just kept fighting. They wouldn't go away. We were trying to get that third one to maybe, you know, give ourselves some breathing room because, you know, as a coach, 0 yeah uh, sometimes <laughs> that's the worst lead to have at halftime and and then you know they're a constant threat on the counter so even in the second half we just didn't want any momentum shifts but you know they it's a great program obviously uh you know when you look across the field and you see players like that you know uh, the coaching staff the school you know their community everybody supporting and encouraging them it's just it's you know you respect that and it, it's what you know, high school soccer and, and athletics should be about. So it was a fun, fun game. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're tough competitors.
2: Awesome. How do y'all match up against Lakeshore?
3: Oh, I'm sure it's, you know, <laughs> it's familiar territory. Uh, it's two, you know, one seed, two seed, two, two programs who, you know, last four years, we've, we've each been to three state championship finals. So, you know, it's going to be, uh, a great game. I, I can imagine, um, you know, looking at our schedules, we've played comparable opponents and teams and there's not going to be much that separates the two of us. It's, uh, it'll be, it'll live up to the championship game. I'm sure.
2: How do you like playing at ULO? Does that help you um, or hurt you?
3: Oh, I can't say it doesn't <laughs> hurt us. You know, having <laughs> to travel 10 minutes from our campus to play a, a, a championship <laughs> match. Uh, we definitely are, uh, appreciative of that, uh, opportunity. Uh, yeah, but UL, obviously that's some, the great facilities are wonderful to play on a natural grass pitch, uh, as compared to turf. I mean, even, even we play on a turf field all season long and I would, I would love to be able to play on a, a natural grass field if given, given the choice.
2: Correct. Me too. And, um, uh, w- I've always felt bad. Like when the championships were in new Orleans, I mean, you know you know the kids usually teams come in their charter buses and have a lot of to do and hoopla and really we just get in our school bus and just drive down the road
3: That's and true. it kind of
2: ha- lacks some of the specialness how are you gonna uh uh pep it up for them
3: make oh, it better? you know there's no pepping up a state championship game it 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 wouldn't matter if it was in Shreveport Alexandria wherever you know it's it's a special special game special moment so there's no need to to uh to hype it up or glorify it. In fact, you know, it's probably more hyped up for us because now they're playing in front of, you know, not only a lot of their schools, but you know, everybody they know in the, the community will probably be there. So maybe if anything, it's a little more pressure because you know they gotta play they know they'll be playing in front of everybody. Uh, right, so right, right. no, but it's you know it's a state championship. It's a it's a special day. So
2: awesome. Well, Coach, uh, uh, do you have any message for your Cougar fans out there in the Cougar Nation?
3: Yeah, please come out, support us uh, Thursday at 5 o'clock. And uh, great, great thing about Lafayette is not only are, are we in the state championship Thursday, but we got our Turlings Catholic girls uh, Wednesday at 5. Possibly the Episcopal School of Acadiana girls will, will play, is that Friday? I think the D4 girls is no, Friday. No, it's Saturday, Saturday. Saturday. Okay. No, no. Excuse so, me. No,
2: no, no. Friday, Friday, because it's girls. The boys play on Saturday in Division. That's four. right. Right. So yeah, let find. Yeah, I know.
3: I know our girls have already requested. You know, they want to make sure they can go and support the, you know, our sister, our rival Catholic school down the road in Turlings on Wednesday, and, and I'm vice versa. I'm sure. Uh, just like last year, it's going to be fun to be able to support and cheer on, you know, some, some of their friends at the other schools. But uh, yeah, just come out, support us, and hopefully hopefully we'll deliver a back-to-back for everyone
2: awesome that's i always found that the second one's the hardest one you know so so, uh how you have you gotten yourself ready for it
3: oh i mean you know preparation's been done for this you know dating back to the summer really now it's just uh just focusing on the opportunity at hand and handling the game in front of us but uh we're looking forward to it it's going to be fun it's going to be special and uh we're just going to enjoy it, you know? Awesome. Well, Coach,
2: thanks for coming on the show. I look forward to seeing you uh, out there uh, playing for your championship, and uh, I wish you all the best. Yes, sir. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you too. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. That was Coach Daniel Underwood uh, from St. Thomas More, and they seemed poised and ready to go. And it uh, uh, looks like uh, we've had a lot of uh, – Really, a lot of good representation throughout the state. One thing that that uh I will tell you, from North Louisiana to Southwest to Central to Southeast Louisiana, everybody, nobody can really brag that you know they have a special edge. Uh, this year, it's been a real fun playoff season. And um, again, if you want to hear me analyze all those games. Tune into our Facebook Live um, tonight, Monday night at 10 o'clock, uh, and you can chime in. Uh, and of course, if you're listening to this on a podcast on a different day, just go to our Monday Night Football Facebook page and uh, and listen to my analysis on Facebook Live of all the games uh, that have been played this weekend and all the games that are coming our way this week. Okay, so that'll do it for this segment. Uh, we'll come back with you on uh, uh, the next segment and kind of look at some boys' teams for a change. I know that we looked real girls' heavy tonight, and and, and so be it. I mean, uh, really, a lot of boys' get a, boys programs get a lot of the attention in the press and, uh, and, and in their schools and not the girls'. And uh, the girls are just as competitive. The girls' state championship is just as hard to win. And, uh, and um, if we slotted to the girls' side, so be it. Okay, but now we're going to take our attention and look at the boys at Loyola Prep and University High on Monday Night Football. We'll see you after the break. Hello, this is Coach Alan DeRitter, and I want to invite all of you to take a closer look at De La Salle High School in New Orleans. De La Salle is a dynamic, inclusive community committed to academic excellence by evidence with our classrooms of the future. And, of course, our commitment to athletics is second to none. Come take a look at DeLaSalleNOLA.com and schedule your spend a day today. That's DeLaSalleNOLA.com. Welcome back to Monday Night Football, everybody. Uh, and we're blessed on the uh, phone now to go to take our attention to the boys and the special boys that are playing at Loyola Prep. And uh, and we're talking on the phone with Coach Trey. Um, uh, welcome to the welcome to the show, Coach.
7: Thank you very much. I uh, really appreciate y'all having me. I'm uh, looking forward to this coming up week.
2: All right, and uh, tell us a little bit about it. How did y'all get through uh, the the surprise victors of St. Louis Vanderbilt Catholic?
7: <laughs> uh well uh surprisingly uh I, I definitely don't want to say it was easy because it wasn't uh, but we did uh, control a lot of the game uh, we controlled a lot of the play uh, but Vanderbilt had a nice job countering and uh, when we made silly fouls they definitely put themselves in dangerous uh, positions uh, seven to ten times the game where they put stuff in our box to make it dangerous but uh, In the end, uh, our defense came up strong, which we uh, have been for the uh, last several weeks now. And uh, I think uh, if my stats are correct, uh, it's just uh, us and university are the only teams left that uh, haven't allowed a goal.
2: Tell you what, that's an amazing accomplishment. Um, and, and I think defense does win championships. But I hope the listeners understand to not allow a goal when you're playing the best of the best is very difficult to do. You have to you have to be ironclad. It sounds to me that Vanderbilt put you all to the test, but you all came up big.
7: Yeah, uh, you're man after my own heart. Uh, I, I am definitely a defense first and I definitely believe in this game that uh the defense is going to be the the one that wins the championship and uh by that i mean i don't think this is going to be a a 4-0 uh 3-0 game i think it will be a uh a one one goal game possibly uh taken all the way to uh to penalty kicks and and it is it's a huge statement to 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 go this far and for both teams to to not have a, a goal allowed is is Pretty rare. I, I would like to see the, the the history of Louisiana soccer and how many times that has actually happened.
2: Well, in one I'm pretty sure um, Brother Martin. I was the head coach there. That we were the first one to do that. And uh, and. And then it's been repeated a few times since. Uh, I think just went a few times. And uh, it's very hard to do. And uh, when I was in 001 I just we had no offense, so we just decided, okay, that doesn't mean we have to lose. You know, <laughs> we just oh. hunkered down on defense. You know, and uh, it's I, it's one of the hardest things I've ever had to do as a coach. So I, I really do appreciate what you're doing. It doesn't matter who's done it first. It matters. It's is hard to do. Period. Who's yeah. th- who's your standout players that are contributing to this success?
7: Uh, well, definitely number two, Carson Berry. He's a senior. Uh, he's loyal as all time goal scoring leader at uh, 102 goals right now. Might be 103. I'll have to
2: 103 this season.
7: No, 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 no. That's okay. career. That's career. He has 33 goals this year like 19 assists. I don't have the stats in front of me, but it's something okay. Like that. And uh, then Peter Van Cherry, uh, he's a junior, he's second in the team. I think he's like 14 and nine. Uh, and then we actually got a, a player back over the past month, Josh McCoy, number thirteen, who went and played at IMG and then uh, transferred back to so he could graduate with the uh, Loyola kids, and he became eligible in like uh, late January. Uh, he's a, a big contributor. You got Ben Tuttle uh, in the middle, captain, uh, number twenty-one. He's played every meaningful minute all four years at. Uh, Loyola uh and then Andrew uh Plinikin, another captain Junior number 12 in the middle when we moved him to uh defensive mid it really has solidified our defense a lot of comfort there and then we have uh right up the middle uh, Matt Monsoor, number 20 uh Junior defender I think he's one of the best defenders in state uh, he really should be playing midfield but for our team uh he he's uh center back and then his Counterpart, the two center backs have played almost every single meaningful minute of uh, every game that we played. Number 32, Caleb Rosenbath. And uh, he's just a sophomore, so looking big things from him. Our goalkeeper, Jet King, uh, had never played uh, soccer before his uh, sophomore year. And he just came out and gave it a shot and has been our starter uh, since that day. And, uh, you know, you can't have shutouts unless you have good goalkeeping play. And then we have several contributors, August Drummond, sophomore, uh, Bruno Palmieri, uh, sophomore. I don't want to leave anybody out. No, it's okay. (laughs) But, but yeah, I've named a lot of them. But, yeah, I mean, we have in Shreveport when you can get, uh, you know, nine club players on one team, you're going to do pretty good things. And right now we have uh, 13 to 14 uh, club players. So uh, all of our starters are club or club caliber, and then we have a bench uh, to dig into, too, so it helps a lot.
2: That's fantastic. It's going to be a quick turnaround. Uh, is that going to be to your advantage or disadvantage?
7: I, I You know, I, I haven't really thought about that, but off the cuff, I would say it's to our advantage. I mean, we are we are ro- uh, You know, running on an emotional high. Uh, th- this team has been through a lot of uh, ups and downs this year. And it seems like a lot more downs uh, than ups. I and mean, then we got crushed by Bird. We got beat soundly by Shreve. We got beat soundly by St. Louis and uh, ULab earlier in the year. And we've had a lot of struggles, especially considering that we thought we were going to be one of the best teams in our division this year and in the city of Shreveport. And so uh, we really struggled. But uh, in the St. Louis tournament, just after Christmas, uh, after we played U lab, we kind of got things figured out and, uh, switched some things around. And, and since then, I think we're, since we played them, we're like 14, two and two and, and, uh, really playing good defensively and, and really confident in this. We're just riding this wave. So the sooner we can play the better, in my opinion.
2: Does the grass help you or hurt you?
7: I think it hurts, uh, probably a little bit because the majority of our games have been played on turf, especially the last, uh, uh, probably 7 i guess uh have been on turf and uh we're fast so we like a, a a fast track and uh you know every single one of our players has speed and that's probably our best attribute and the the weather forecast is i think 90% last time i checked for yeah, wednesday yeah and uh that's that's never good for a speed speed team and skill team and it plays more in the hands of university for being uh, you know a little bit bigger and stronger and more physical than us and good in the air and uh, that type of thing I'm not saying university is not skilled but um, no no it, it really it really <laughs> yeah, they're very skilled our, <laughs> yeah, it negates it really negates our uh, speed but you know they have to play on it too so you know I, I i just never look at that as a as an excuse or advantage or disadvantage it's both teams have to deal with it so, Just roll the ball out there and let's get going.
2: And, look, i tell you what. Of course, I live in New Orleans, so we were really crushed when the state championship moved. But, boy, last year, that field can handle bad weather. I mean, it really does handle the moisture well. And even after a rain, you could swear it didn't even rain about one hour later, you know? So, hopefully that (laughs) will be the case for you all.
7: Yeah, well, that's great news because I was actually down there. Uh, I coached in the All-Star game after the the epic uh, Jesuit uh, St. Paul's game, and wow. I had no idea that it had rained all up into that point because it was in really, really good shape.
2: Right, and so that that there made me. A believer in that field because it was just the right size for the crowd you know uh and it's just close enough for everybody to maybe get to like if i lived in shreveport i don't know if i would drive just to watch any game but i would drive to watch all of the state championship games if it was in lafayette and being in new orleans it's not a big deal going all the way over there how, how do you am i right about shreveport like do you think you're gonna bring a good crew along a crowd along
7: well, I do. And, uh, you know, it's uh, you know, this is a big deal for Loyola because, uh, you know, we to me, we we have the most storied program. We have uh, uh, this will be our now fourth state championship on the boys side our final game appearance uh, on the boys side. And like our fourth or fifth for the girls, uh, Loyola was the first team to ever win a state championship. Uh, north of I-10, and uh, we have a 100-goal score in our program, and I'm not sure that uh, anybody else has that. Uh, And we're the first program to have uh, the boys and girls in North Louisiana in the same state finals the same year. So uh, it's a a big deal for our program, but really it's a big deal for uh, our city because we don't have a lot of uh, state championships on the boys' side. We have uh, two with uh, Loyola winning in 96 and Keto Magnet in uh, 2008 maybe or something like that. And so it's it's a big deal for Shreveport. And uh, that holds true because last night at the semifinal game, I saw uh, people from uh, Benton, Shreve, Parkway, uh, Bird, uh, Evangel. So uh, Calvary. So there were a lot of people there and they weren't only there, they were there to support us. And a lot of them told me that they, uh, were going to be coming down to, uh, Lafayette to, to continue the support. And so it really means a lot to us as a city to be able to, uh, win this one, uh, for Shreveport, for Loyola and Shreveport. And of course our, uh, Loyola fans, they're going to come down and there they will be, uh, we'll have a lot of, uh, fans there from Loyola
2: Magnificent. Do you have any message for your uh, Flyers fans out there besides show uh, up?
7: <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, you can just expect what you expected the uh, the last couple of games is if you come, uh, these boys will give every ounce of energy they have to win in this game. And uh, you're going to see a lot of speed. Uh, you're going to see a lot of aggression. And uh, hopefully you're going to see a lot of a lot of skill and it, it just be a, a truly pleasant game to watch. I think this is going to set up to be a uh, a very fun uh epic game.
2: Awesome coach. Well, I wish you the best and I'm looking forward to seeing you on Wednesday. I'll definitely be there. And uh and hey, I'm going to be in the same division with you, so maybe maybe I can I'll uh, be able to see you a lot more than I usually have. So, I'm looking forward. Division 3 is just an exciting division and it's it's really a great honor as a four seed you just ran through it. And, uh, and it looked like a 1C going in. So I wish you the best and, uh, and pray for good weather.
7: All right, Coach. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. I look forward to mixing it up with you next year. All right, Coach. Take hey, care. Coach. All right. Bye-bye.
2: All right. Now, um, on the flip side of this, uh, we will be talking uh, and getting the University Labs take on this uh, really big game on Wednesday night on Monday Night Football. We'll see you right after the break. Okay, everybody, during this break, I still want to remind everyone that I appreciate that you all listening to Monday Night Football on Crescent City Sports. I really appreciate Crescent City Sports for their extensive coverage of high school soccer and uh, and that we're a part of that family. But uh, if you want to hear what I have to say about the matchups in the semifinal games, you'll have to tune in to Monday Night Football on Facebook Live at 10 o'clock tonight. That's Monday Night Football on Facebook Live. And while you're there... Check out our advertising rates. They have advertising uh, opportunities from $10 to 400 Come on board, and, and uh, if you support high school soccer, support us because uh, you're not going to find people who support high school soccer anymore than Monday Night Football. All right, everybody, welcome back to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. And we'll keep our focus now on the state final game in Division Three Wednesday night. And we have on board our the head coach for University Lab uh, High School, Chris Mitchell, on the phone with us. Thanks for coming on the show, Coach.
0: Well, thanks for having me.
2: All right. So your track, I mean, everybody sees the two seats, so they just think, okay, you're just going to waltz on through. But uh, you didn't waltz on through. I mean, Haynes Academy gave you a pretty good run, uh, and also Lusher Charter. I mean, what were those games like?
0: Those were really, really challenging. I'll tell you what. That was um, that was one of the hardest uh, and best 15 seeds we have ever played against. Uh, Lusher, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Haynes, the 15 seed. They were really, really tough, and uh, that was quite a challenge. We. Uh, we were definitely up against it in that game and got very fortunate that we were able to, to score a goal. And I think a lot of it helped out, too, that we were playing at home. I think that also was a benefit to that game.
2: Okay. You'll play on the same field as a football team, right? Yes, we do. Okay, yes. yeah. That, that field would be an advantage because, really, it's it's not like ULL's field where it has some give to it where if you don't have screw-ins or some really good cleats, you could slip and, slip around. It's a wonderful field.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, but that, that Hanes game was challenging. They, they have a really good squad. I think uh, if I recall from the game, they had, they had a good group of, uh, seniors and juniors this year too, um, that were quite talented. So, um, the coach over there, Eddie is a friend of mine. He does always a wonderful job coaching and, um, he definitely had his guys prepared and, uh, they did a great job. So, yeah. uh, and
2: I know a lot about them. We play in the summer league together. I mean, they, they put in the hours and the time. And we lost to them this year in regular season by a goal. And, and then we tied Lusher. And you went beat shutting them out 2 nothing is quite impressive. What was the key to that game?
0: Uh, one of the things that we notice uh, about the Lusher team is that, uh, unlike Haynes, they were a little bit younger. And I thought that uh, was maybe a little bit of an advantage for us having some older players, a little bit more junior, senior uh, um, core of kids for U High this year. So one of our points of emphasis in that game is that we really wanted to take the game to them. Um, And I thought we got out to a really, really fast start. And that was kind of our goal to kind of put them uh, on their heels right away and really be uh, as dominant as we could. Uh, both physically and and with our game, taking players on and really pushing the the pedal, and I think that's what really kind of uh, pushed them back a little bit and kept them at bay. And we were fortunate in that game to score in the first half, and I think that really helped out in keeping us uh, uh, pushing in that game.
2: Awesome. And so, like those are two really close contests. And then you had to feast the number three seed Turlings, of course, at home, but still. And but you are able to put four goals on them this weekend. How how did you do that?
0: I think uh, what happened was, to be honest with you, uh, Alan, is that our two previous games, Lusher and Haynes, really prepared us for the contest against Turlings. I think Turlings is definitely worthy of the number three uh, seed. They're a very quality team. They have some really talented players. they got an excellent young coach, um, and they play a really good game. But I think that we had such a a tough first two matches that we were very seasoned, I guess you could say, even though we are an older team, and we were very prepared. Um, I think the guys were ready to go, um, you know, knowing it was the semifinals. And after what had happened last year, being in the semifinals at home and not being able to get over the hump against Vanderbilt Catholic, that was another little bit of an inspirational thing for us to get through and get to the finals because uh, that was a tough one last year. Uh, that was one that kind of hung out there for us, and uh, we wanted to get back at that. We had a lot of guys returning from last year's team. Um, and, you know, being so close last year, I think that fueled a lot of the extra effort and energy in our game against, uh, I
2: know what that feels like coach. So now you got to play Loyola prep, a team that you've played before, but I have a feeling it's going to be a different kind of game because y'all both been well seasoned. What do you expect from them?
0: I definitely know it's going to be a different game and probably much, much tighter than the last time we played them. Uh, you know how those games are in the tournament. Yes. tournament game it's shortened halves and I mean, sometimes you're on and sometimes you're not and then who was your previous opponent that you played right before that game also kind of uh, goes into that and then at the same time uh, I know Loyola at the time didn't have all their their starters that they have now and they have significantly improved since then with the additions of some players and so we know the contest is going to be tough a lot more challenging than the first time that we played them It'll almost be like playing a totally different team, to be honest with you. I don't really anticipate uh, the scoreline to be anything like it was the first time. Uh, I expect it's going to be very tough, very challenging, and uh, well worthy of a state final.
2: I can't wait for it. Who are your outstanding players?
0: Uh, This year, we're led by our three um, senior captains. Um, We have in the bat for us uh, Jack Vick. He's our uh, senior center back captain. Um, And then we have in our center midfielder uh, senior captain, uh, Kramer Mittendorf. He's one of our team leaders in goals and assists. And then we have one of our uh, senior captain forwards is uh, Connor Kirkpatrick. And uh, Connor and Kramer have been four year starters, um, which is quite an incredible stat line um, because we've had some pretty good teams. And to be able to say that they've been starters for four years is, is a tremendous accomplishment for those two. And, and dick's no slouch either i mean he's been starting for the last few years as well but not since his freshman year but that being said he's a huge contributor to our team and does a really good job in the back he's very vocal and verbal and does a good job of you know instructing and directing and keeping us all in line
2: awesome and uh so it sounds like y'all had a pretty memorable year was this an up and down year or would y'all just basically constantly improve as you went on
0: uh well we definitely had some beginning of the season uh struggles. Uh um, when we started the season, we came out, we traditionally do this, we had some really tough, challenging uh scrimmages just kind of get a base and a feel for where we are. And in our first scrimmage, uh we just got blown out of the water by Catholic. Uh we traditionally have a game against them at Catholic and whoo it was tough. It was rough. And the guys were like going, man, like deer in headlights after that first game. And uh and then we said, you know, look, I mean it's, it's After playing a team like Catholic with as much talent as they have, you know, we we now know where we need to improve and what the areas of that we need to work on. Um, We could have maybe played a weaker opponent for our scrimmages and then, you know, come out with a, you know, four or five zero win, but how much will we actually learn from that game? So um, we learned a lot. And then we basically, after that, we just started playing. I mean, we started focusing in on the, the errors that we made in that Catholic game and um, from that point forward, we we progressively got better. Um, we really started hitting stride, I would say, um, once we got into the month of January because that gave us a lot of time to, you know, get all our guys into the right shape and then also figure out our lineup and really start kind of molding the team and once January came. and I think the one game that really got us going was when we traveled to St. Louis and we tied two to two. So um, I think that, lit the fire in the guys' eyes. They really saw after that game the potential of the team and recognized how good we could be. And, uh, you know, going there and tying is not an easy task. I mean, Vanderbilt went there and won. It was an amazing accomplishment. So not too many teams even go there and get a result. So to be able to do that, I think, really um, showed the guys that we've got a bright future here. Uh, Just keep working and keep grinding it out. And um, so here we are.
2: I saw you all at the showcase and I was just thinking man these guys are big and they're fast and uh and so uh the field's going to be really to your advantage I think because it's, there's really good footing there uh it's a little tighter more more sandy there and uh at uh, ULL different natural natural turf isn't necessarily one type of turf I mean there's so many kinds but it should be okay even with the rain do you think so do you think y'all be okay over there
0: well, I tell you what, last year I, I went there because of our girls were in the state finals, and I thought the surface was amazing. Uh, and, it, and if I recall correctly, last year before the girls played in the uh, Division Three girls state finals, um, it had rained like oh, maybe two or three hours really, really hard before the game, and you couldn't even tell it had rained. Um, right. the, drain, the drainage system there is just amazing, so... Um, I think the surface is fantastic. i um, looking forward to the opportunity to play on the field. I know our guys are. I mean, they've been talking about it last year, and just the opportunity to play on that surface, it's its one of a kind. So uh, I think they'll enjoy it, and I think it will lend itself to being able to uh, produce a really good game between the both of us.
2: I think it's going to be a classic. It's going to be a heck of a way to start the boys' uh, state championships on Wednesday. We'll yeah, cook- yeah, buddy. Well, Coach, I really th- appreciate you coming on the on the show and uh, we'll be watching you and I wish you all the best. And again, congratulations making it to the state championship.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you, Alan.
2: Appreciate it. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, everybody. That was Coach Chris Mitchell. And, uh, and one thing I like about our last two guests is that uh, a lot of their fan base on LA Prep Soccer are just so positive and uh, it's kind of fitting that they would run into each other in Division 3. So, look, if you're following boys Division 1, 2, and 4, or uh, or the girls that are, at Division 4, look, we're going to talk about all of it tonight on Monday Night Football, so stay tuned. Uh, this isn't everything we have to say. We have too much to say, okay? This is like a two-hour show. We're splitting it in half. The podcast, we have the interviews from the coaches, uh, the Monday Night Football broadcast at 10 p.m. We're going to be t- analyzing uh, what exactly happened, and uh, they're big, big surprises, okay, Uh uh, that's an understatement, okay? And so, um, anyhow, we look forward to you uh, being a part of that. Again, <clears throat> I want to just appeal to the people who are really uh, business owners who are soccer proponents, and you get tired of, like, you know, football getting all the glory and, and whatnot. Well, uh, we got to support our sport, you know? And I think we're showing to a lot of the media markets that there is a there is a thirst and a hunger out there. I think the City Sports... Is enjoying the um, the audience that we're bringing to them from all parts of Louisiana, not just New Orleans, and and definitely we see the effect on Monday Night Football. Uh, we're having twelve thousand views a couple of weeks ago, so I appreciate all your support by viewing and liking and and uh, taking care of that kind of business on Facebook. But. Uh, to please uh, advertise on the show, too, so we can keep moving forward. Again, uh, this show will not end uh, with the state championship games. Next Monday night, we're going to analyze all the state championship games on the podcast and then um, maybe have a few more interviews for you. Um, and and then when that's over, we're going to analyze the uh, the most valuable players, uh, the all district teams, all me, all metro, all, all state teams, and then we're going to get busy with the with the uh, club and professional games that are out there. It's always soccer season, and uh, and we're we're just really privileged to be able to uh, bring it to all you fans over here in Louisiana. Well, that's going to do it this night. Uh, again, see you at ten o'clock tonight on Facebook Live. You can find us at MNFUTBOL on Facebook. God bless you and your family, and remember, carpe diem in Christ. This is Coach Alan DeRitter signing off.